welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. I know that it's a God-timed thing in the middle of our theme right now, which is called For the One. At this time of the year, we are taking a time to go, we are going to be intentional about seeing those that God is putting before us, putting in our paths, so that we can be the gospel of Jesus Christ to our world. Each and every one of us who have had the amazing gift of salvation given to us has been commissioned by God to go into the world and preach the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And For this particular family, that meant Vanuatu. And so we have a privilege this morning to hear from these guys uh, all about this journey thus far. They're back here in Australia at the moment. Need your prayers because they're doing the visa thing right now to be able to head back shortly. But um, we have a privilege this morning to hear about what God is doing in their family and in that nation. So why don't you put your hands together this morning as we welcome... Jalen and Lucy and Tabakaroo with my awesome husband, Gray. And we're going to hear some incredible things this morning as they come and take their seats. Come and take your seats, guys. You're on this beautiful green couch. And I think we have four microphones going. Gray, you're going to kick us off this morning once you're sorted. Awesome. Oh, these guys are amazing. Um... I remember Lucien and I talking at a leaders meeting at the Sunshine Coast, it'd be four years or four and a half years ago now, and I don't know if you remember this, but we were downstairs, yeah, walking, and we were just sharing each other's dreams with each other, and you were telling me um, that you had on your heart Vanuatu, uh, that you guys were praying about it at the time, and um, now look at you today, and I shared with you that I had a church on my heart. And uh, look at us today. So this is awesome. So these are the two amazing lounges here today full of faith-filled people. (laughs) And uh, so this is Lucien and Jay, and they've got three kids as well. And Isaac's on the front uh, here this morning as well with us. And um, They left as littlies, but I'm going to assume he's too big for the program now. Oh, wow. It's huge. He's 13. How incredible. So good. So these guys were an integral part of this church. Um, before they went over, they were on our leadership as well, and um, which was great for a fair few years there. And so we love your family, and um, we miss you, okay? And there's lots of people in this church, as I uh, talk to over the years, that are just always talking about you guys and thinking and, and reaching out, how do we sponsor them, how do we help them? So hopefully a bit of that has happened as well from this church, and um you know, there's people here today that when we talk about missionaries and going overseas, leaving the shores of Australia and doing something somewhere else, that get a little excited. Um, that's not me. Uh, but <laughs> there's people here that this would be uh, the case. So I want to know, can you tell us how this journey for you guys started uh, and how you eventually decided, made that final decision, now is the time to start this journey. Thank you, Mel and Gray. <laughs> Am I on? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. First of all, 
I just wanted to say a huge thank you um, to you guys, to the church. Um, there are so many people here that we call family. Um, and truly this morning, we felt like we're being home with family. I said to Gray uh, at the, while we were in worship, I said, gee, it's so good to be in a church when you know the songs. Because um, we've been into so many churches where we sit there and we're staring at the screen and sometimes the words are small and, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're singing. Uh, it's such a blessing to be home amongst family, um, you know, old faces, new faces, young faces that are getting older, um, old faces that are getting more crinkly. Uh, but no, it's good. It's so good to be, uh, to be home, um, a place that we called home for, for so um, many years. And um, what was the question again? <laughs> uh, so how did you get to the point of actually making your decision, now is the time for us as a family to go? How did that, that actually solidify in your hearts? Yeah, um, Gray's right. Um, him and I were walking um, one evening after a, a leaders meeting and, um, and I never really shared with anyone. And, uh, and it was actually great. You were actually one of the first people that I've actually shared with um, and we were both sharing our hearts. And um, at that point, God had already started speaking to us. But uh, to be honest, for both Jay and I, it started from when we were young. Um, the calling of God for missions. Um, we both always used to get excited. We'd be in church as youngsters and um, we'd just get excited whenever there was a missionary in, in the church. And um, and I know for myself, um, growing up in a pastor's family, there was always talk of missions. There was always talk of um, going and doing something more than just for yourself or for your own family, which is all great, um, but we've all been called for the one. And um, for the one is Christ. We do things for the one, for Christ. But we do things for the one and for that, that person that's hurting. And so that, that calling really started to grow um, in both of our hearts. And it wasn't really until Lavinia was born that um, the spark really grew into more of a flame. And, um, and then just through a series of events and God speaking to us and, and us just fasting and praying and... Um, you know, we talk about fasting and praying a lot, and I'm sure you, you do in this church still, um, but it is so important because when you fast and when you pray, when you join those two things together, you're, you're excluding every natural desire of yourself, and you're putting God first. And it just allows God to confirm things in your life and to give you that direction. And so I just want to encourage you in the, if you pick up nothing else today, fast and pray. It'll join you closer to God so much more. Yeah, so uh, I'll just take off from where Lucian um, has finished. But uh, for me, taking three young children to Vanuatu, I needed to process a lot um, mentally and emotionally with God. So I knew it was here. I said, yes, God, we've got an amazing encounter we had with God when we went to visit Vanuatu. Um, and I was like, yes, God. And I knew my heart was there. I knew I had to go. 
but it took me 12 months of coming back here and the Lord preparing my heart and me just, are you sure, God? My goodness, it's a third world country, Lord, and it doesn't have this and this and this. And what about this, Lord? And so I was really raw and real before the Lord and walked that out with him. And Rach Eaton, actually, she's a dear friend. She's always said to me through many situations, Jay, Holy Spirit's a gentleman. And I hang on to those words because he was such a gentle t- gentleman to me as I walked that journey out for those 12 months processing, but Lord, are you sure? And then um, through a series of events, God just spoke to me so clearly and he said, he gave me a scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 10, and I'll just paraphrase. It says, it is to your advantage to be doing what God put on your hearts over a year ago, for out of your abundance, you'll supply their lack. And out of their lack, they'll supply, sorry, out of their abundance, they'll supply your lack. And there's so much more um, continue, uh, flows on from that scripture. But um, once God gave me that scripture, I actually realised it is to my advantage. God gets, I've got three kids on the journey. He sees all of that. He sees my reservation but um, he just, he took us out and he's just led us all the way. Stunning. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. We, for those of you who follow Jay and Lucin's ministry, uh, it can be found on Facebook or on Instagram. And funnily enough, it is called For The One yeah. Vanuatu. So I'd encourage you, you can pull your phones out right now. Look it up. It's absolutely wonderful. We can look at the pictures that you post or post on your personal pages and for many of us it might look like you guys are on a beautiful tropical island on holidays for the last three and a half years but we know that social media is just a snapshot of what life looks like in Vanuatu. Would you just tell us a little bit about Vanuatu for those who aren't aware of life there, maybe a little bit about the nation and what your day-to-day looks like and feels like in this nation. Yeah, so um, okay, for everyone who doesn't know where Vanuatu is, it's in the Pacific. Don't worry, before I went there, I had no idea either. Um, but uh, Vanuatu is made up of 83 islands, and the capital being Afate, where Port Vila is, um, it's usually where all the, all the cruise ships pull into. So if you've been on a cruise, you've been to Port Vila most likely. Um, we live in the Northern Islands uh, on Espiritu Santo, and Santo is the largest of the islands. Um, in those 83 islands, uh, the main language is Bislama, which is a pidgin-type language, uh, like PNG. Um, the second most spoken language is French, and then you've got English as well. So prior to independence 41 years ago, 42 years ago now, um, Vanuatu was called the New Hebrides, and it was a condominium between uh, the British and the French, and um, they, uh, they basically governed the place. Um, it's funny, we drive on the wrong side of the road over there, and that took a little while to get used to it. But the way that they figured out how to drive on the wrong side of the road was uh, they decided the next ship that came in, the first car that came off that ship, whether it was a British or French um, car, um, they would determine, okay, we're going to fix this problem, and because they were just driving all over the place. Um, they didn't want to agree to each other's laws. And so... 
Yeah, the, uh, the uh, a French car came off first, so yeah, we drive on the wrong side of the road. But Vanuatu is such a beautiful place. Yes, on Instagram, on Facebook, it looks like um, we're suffering for Jesus on a tropical <laughs> island, uh, sipping coconuts on the beach. Um, but, you know, without getting too negative as well, Vanuatu is like every other country, and there's um, a lot of social issues as well. Um, you know, we deal a lot with uh, domestic violence. We deal with um, uh, suicides as well. Uh, there's uh, drug addictions, and carver is a big problem there as well at the moment, carver and alcohol. So, um, you know, there's a lot of social issues like there are all over the place, and, um, and God just uh, allows us to minister amongst the tropics. Yeah, so my day is full, <laughs> I will not lie, I'm certainly not sitting under coconut trees, <laughs> um, but it's really blessed. I certainly need um, my God time first thing of the morning, that's a real necessity. Yeah, um, anything could be thrown at me, um, many curveballs throughout a day, but just that anchorage each morning is so important. Um, I love to go for a run through the village first thing after that with my son Isaac. <laughs> and um, I, uh, a large portion of my morning is homeschooling my children. That's been a huge sacrifice, obviously, but it's been a beautiful journey as well. And then my afternoons involve... Um, just um, different ministries, so depending on the day, some days it's hospital ministry, other days it's women's Bible study in the villages, um, it is also um, organising school sponsorship program uh, and a rugby program that I've started for little children as well, so it just depends on the day um, of a weekend, obviously church life and youth group, etc., so yeah, it's good. And you guys have some stats about Vanuatu, you want to give those to us? Well, Vanuatu, um, out of, uh, well, I spoke a little bit about the languages, but in Vanuatu, uh, they actually, there's 138 uh, local languages as well. And so the, the deeper you go into the bush and you go into the remote areas, uh, they don't speak Bishlama, they don't speak English, they don't speak French. And so you really got to go with um, people that are local into that area to, to help you. Um, uh, there's there's quite a high teen pregnancy rate as well um, in Vanuatu, um, and I, I guess it just comes down to those social issues that we spoke about earlier. But Vanuatu is also known as the happiest place on earth. Also, um, people are always smiling, and so it doesn't matter what they're going through in life. Um, they'll talk about their hardship, but they all also talk about it in a positive way, about moving forward and, and also how God is also working in their lives as well. Um, Vanuatu is also considered as 95% Christian. Now, that looks very different when you're on the ground. Um, even though they call themselves Christian, like I said, there are a lot of social issues as well. Um, and I think just about every religion is on every single island. So there's literally a church on every corner. And um, and so, you know, you go into a shopping centre, you go into uh, any common place, and there'll be Christian music and Hillsong, and I haven't heard any City Point CDs playing in the background. We need to sort we that out. We can do something about that, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so there's all sorts of Christian music going on. Um, so it's very much accepted. Whenever uh, the government gives an address, whenever there's a political rally or anything done, 
done in the public space, it's always started with a prayer. Um, it's always finished with a prayer. It's always an acknowledgement to God. Um, and so uh, from the leadership, there is quite a sense of um, honouring God, um, even though, yeah, we live the way we do and there's all sorts of challenges, they still put God first, which is amazing. Yeah, what a wonderful, wonderful foundation still to be building on. That's amazing. I'm sure that when you guys left our shores, you had an assumption of what it would be like to live in Vanuatu and raise your family and, in, and to uh, involve yourself or participate with the community. What's been the biggest challenge you've had integrating your family into Vanuatu? Um, if you ask my kids, it would be no McDonald's. <laughs> no TV uh, stations. Yeah. Um, if you ask me, it'll be not having a Bunnings. Um, I love Kmart. <laughs> Kmart. No, but I mean, we'd been to Vanuatu before, and so we had a, a little bit of an idea. But when we weren't, when we when we packed up and left and said, "Okay, God, we're going to go full time," uh, you've seen in some of the pictures, some of the grass huts, some of the. Um, basic shelters there. Jay and I were actually prepared to be living in a similar type setting and um, um, I'm very thankful to God that he's <laughs> provided something a little bit more substantial. But um, but when we first left and went, um, we lived in a shipping container for the first little while, then we lived in a one-bedroom bungalow and then God just provided. And, um, you know, there's been many, many adjustments. Uh, I mentioned driving on the wrong side of the road. Um, just basic things like fresh water, um, like dealing with tropical diseases and infections, um, you know, a change in our diet, a change in the language was huge, being able to communicate effectively rather than just um, saying something stupid, everyone laughing at you, which, which happened a lot in the beginning. Um, but, yeah, there were so many changes, and I think for the kids as well, um, especially Isaac and Noah being the older of the kids, um, leaving their friends, leaving their school, um, leaving their sports. Um, so they were very much involved with rugby league and AFL um, and doing all sorts of stuff on the weekends. So there were many adjustments to our family. Uh, and But God, God just graced us with being able to deal with all of that. I have to ask, is there a McDonald's over there? No. There is not. <laughs> That's a big adjustment right there. Especially for the kids. How have the kids gone, like, with life over in Vanuatu? Like, how, do, how have they... Like, if there's people here today thinking to do something, but their children is holding them back, what would you say to them in, that, in regards to that? Yeah, well, obviously I shared my journey that I really had to just trust God with taking them to a third world country. And obviously um, there are schools there, but something I really value is a good education, so hence why we've decided to homeschool. Um, so they've adapted really well to that. It, it's, you know, something I rely on God's strength for daily um, and just really trust him. But Isaac and Noah are fluent in the language. Um, they've made good friends. Um, they've really just taken everything in their stride and we're really incredibly proud of them. Sweet lovey speaks a mix of <laughs> Bishlama and English. She can understand it fully, but um, she's still learning to talk it fluently. But, um, yeah, I'm really proud of my kids. And we've, what I've also learned is that if it doesn't exist to create it, 
Um, so Sunday schools, um, sporting programs. And so I'm that <laughs> girl. And um, I want my kids to thrive as well within, within the context that we're living. Um, but in that, I have a beautiful reach into, other, into the villages and communities because their children come and gives me an inlet in. So I'm pretty intentional and purposeful about what I put my hands to and do. And I, I was once told, like, when we were going into ministry, um, you know, the kids is always a thing. We've grown up in church and seen the repercussions, good and bad, of being in ministry. And I was told by someone really wise, amazing person, um, that there's a grace that God can put yeah. over your kids and just believe and pray for the grace of God over your kids. Have you experienced something like that for yours? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in the early stages... Um, Everyone loves camping, right? Maybe some of the mums don't. I did. Yeah, you did. I, did. <laughs> I love camping. And um, we just treated it like camping when we first got there and um, tried to make it as fun as possible. Um, and you're right, um, God's put this calling on Jay and I's life, not necessarily on Isaac, Noah and Lavinia, but God does grace them. And as parents, um, it's important for us to realise that we need to trust God. That if God is taking us on that journey, he's not going to forget about our kids and our kids are going to be lost in that journey. And so our, our children have been on that journey with us. Um, we get them involved in as much as we can. Obviously, I can't get the kids into the clinic doing minor surgeries. Um, you know, that, that just doesn't go down too well with some of our patients. But... We, we try to get them involved as much as we can, um, helping out in the community. And um, the more you get your kids involved in what you're doing and you build that passion in their life, um, trusting in God that God will then speak to them and lead them, um, I think God just works it all out. When you put your family in his service, he doesn't forget about the one or the two or the kids or whatever. He, he takes care of the whole package. And, and that's what God spoke to Jay about, that it's to our advantage. And so if it's to our advantage, it means to the whole family union, not just to Jay and I. That's awesome. And so... I've no, I know with you guys, simply living, having food on your table, having shelter, that was a, a miracle for you guys as well. Um, just everything about this journey has been a pillar of faith. It's been like you needed more than a mustard seed. You're just like, God, give me some serious faith here. Um, even going over the Vanuatu, you sold everything. Say so house, I brought your trailer off you. You sold your cars. <laughs> um, you, you literally sold everything, as far as I'm aware, to go over the um, Vanuatu. And then after passports, you know, uh, shipping your family over there, probably having a holiday for a week, something like that, um, I'm pretty sure your funds wouldn't have spread too far. Um, can, you, can you tell us about some of the miracles that God has done? I, I think people would be really interested... Um, to know where God has just come through and there's no shadow of a doubt God has done a miracle. Okay. Um, I'll fight him for the mic. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think there's enough time in this morning <laughs> to really... And, and, I, and I say that honestly, that is not a joke. Um, we say trust God and I, and, I, and I continually will say that. Trust God um, because he certainly looked after us. Um, we, we sold up here in Australia everything and... Um, and even the sale of our house was a miracle in itself. It, it sold on the first day and it sold for much more than what we expected. Um, that was 
one of the first miracles. Um, we got there and there was a house, of, or not a house, a container for us to live in. There was a place for us to live in and um, we had no idea where we were going. And so God provided. And it was just time and time and time and get, God just showed up. When, when we left Australia, um, we had all the money in our pockets that we could fit. Um, we had seven suitcases. Uh, we had one family that put their hand up and said, we want to sponsor you guys. We want to cover you a hundred bucks a month and um and so we didn't do it like other missionaries where we went around for three years from church to church trying to raise funds um god said to us go and he said to he said trust me and if you knew me before and as gray would attest i i worked in project management and i had a plan a b c d e f g and um and so there was a contingency for everything. And for the first time in my life, God said, yeah. go and trust me. And, um, and so we did. And when the funds ran out, because they do, um, the bank is not an endless pit. Um, God. God, God just provided. More, more people just got on board. Um, and it was... It's funny, we had a word when we first got to Vanuatu, a friend of ours said to us, most of your support will come from people that have never even met you and that you will never even meet. And that was just so humbling because I just thought, wow, God, you, you, you're in control. And, and when the funds dried up, all of a sudden we were landed with a house. And we're like, how do we end up with a house? And God provided this amazing place for us um, on the beach. Five acres. Five, five acres on the beach with coconuts. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and Ed, I saw in one of your social media posts that you guys have a vision for that land. Is that right? Yes. We do, yeah. And so long term, at the moment, we're, we're busy clearing it because it was like a jungle. Um, there's Park. about 100 coconut trees on the front. And so we don't know what God is going to be using that, but we do have a... We do have a few things that we're talking to God about. And so when that gets confirmed, basically what God said to me was just get it ready. And so working through it at the moment and uh, we're clearing you like it. That? And we're just getting things ready. Um, and so that's a mammoth task in itself. Um, and, it, like, the, the miracles are endless. Where I, I don't know where to start. God, God provided us... Uh, Water tanks. We didn't have any fresh water. We uh, did you get your kitchen? No, not, not yet. yet. Not We're working yet. on that. Any Let's... kitchen people? <laughs> any kitchen people? Yeah. Um, but just a really cool story. Um, the windows were all smashed in the house. They weren't working. The louvers. And I said to Jay, "We've got to sort this out." Cyclone There's... season was coming. Cyclone, yeah. And um, I went down to one of the local hardwares and priced it all up and it came into about $1,273.80 Australian, uh, right? And um, that afternoon, a friend of mine rings me and says, Lucian, I want to put some money in your account. It's going to come through a bit weird because it's converting from another country, so just don't be shocked when it comes through. And I'm not kidding you, it came in at $1,273.82. Wow. Wow. <laughs> God knows. Yeah. And when, when, when you put your trust in God, he knows your needs. I mean, win, windows, 
it's not the miracle of I touched someone and they were healed, but it's the miracle that God cared for my family and he touched me and my family were cared for. And, um, you know, we've seen the healing um, as well and we've seen the restoration in families and I think Jay is biting at the bit to get to the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, God has been really faithful indeed to our family, even to the provision of free schooling for my children through... um, a, a Christian distance education college I used to work at and all things like that. God's just taking care. Not once have we missed a meal. We give thanks for our supporters every single meal. We're like, Lord, thank you because, you know, this comes directly from his hand. Um, yeah, God has just shown up in miracle ways and, you know, especially the tank story, like Lucy's carting water every few days to try and top up our tanks because it's dry season And then someone out of the blue goes, hey, I own a tank manufacturing company here in Brisbane and we'd love to bless you with 20,000 litres of water. You know, a new roof. We lose our roof in the cyclone. And God has just shown up. He's all over it. But the beautiful thing is he provides for us so then we can provide and be Jesus' hands and feet to the others. Sorry, so the others meaning our beautiful community he's placed us in and they they just, they need us and they need Jesus. So, yeah. I just, I just want to give another, just a little bit of a shout out. There is a really beautiful couple here in this church and they're just incredibly amazing on how they supported us. Um, the, um, we, we ended up with this house, like I said, and but there was no way that we could get our shipping container with all our belongings over to Vanuatu. And um, they contacted us and they said, what can we do? And I, t- I told them and, and they said, yeah, we want to do that. And it was it, it cost in... It, it was huge. Over it was, 12K. Yeah. And, um, huge blessing. And they, they were able to get all of our stuff over to Vanuatu. So... Um, yeah, in this church, you guys have got such amazing families and um, you guys have been on the journey with us. Um, you've supported us and you've been part of those miracles that God... Um, it's not that it's Jay and I's miracles, but it's your <laughs> miracles too. Thank you. Yeah. So good. <laughs> it kind of sounds to me like a partnership with God. And something we talk about a fair bit in this church is that faith is about partnering with God. It's not airy-fairy. It's not like, yeah, I believe he could do it, but he probably won't. <laughs> it's, it's we step out and then we see a miracle. We step out again. Like someone had to hop out of the boat before they walked on water, right? And we can see that with your lives, with everything. And I just want to encourage you here today that... Whatever it is, I I believe every single person is called to some sphere of life. And um, whether it's in the workplace, in your family, as a mum or a dad raising your kids, whatever it is that God's called you to, don't let fear hold you back. Overcome fear with a step. That's how you overcome fear. It's not this crazy scripture that you need to recite 30,000 times and then God might do it. Do you overcome your fear with taking a step towards the things of the Lord? And as you do that, you see the power and the provision of God, and that gives you the courage for the very next step. Before you know it, you've taken two. And so you're in a whole different land to what you were just two steps ago. And so I love that about you you guys and, and watching your journey. 
Um, I know that you, and I've seen that you do amazing things in the life of your community. Um, I would love if, if you can share with us what God has led you to specifically, um, to do in the community, to be part of, and even to begin. That wasn't there, if there's anything like that. Um, so, I, I never, ever thought I would ever work in medical <laughs> And, um, you know, I, I, I can beat a nail into a piece of timber pretty good. But putting a stitch into someone, that's something a little bit different. And thank goodness I don't have to do it very often. Um, but when we first got to Vanuatu, we, we caught up with um, another pastor that was there. And um, there was someone on his team that came out and just said to us, I really believe God's uh, going to use the skills that you've had in the past, but he's going to build on that and take you into a different area, something so foreign to you, but he will grace you, he will bless you, and um, and you will grow and you'll be able to work in the community and be able to see um, a whole lot of change as far as domestic violence and, and all sorts of other stuff. And we just thought, oh, yeah, cool, awesome, yeah, great. I was scared. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, was, it was probably really uh, a few months after that that... Um, the opportunity uh, became available. And so uh, so I work in a medical centre called uh, Medical Centre. That's me and the doctor up there and uh, prepping for I don't know what, I can't remember. And, uh, and, and God just led us into working for this centre. Now, originally I just put my hand up and I said, listen, guys, if you need someone to drive the truck or mow the lawns, I'm happy to mow the lawns. And, um, and they called me up and said, um, we want you to come on board. And that then is sort of snowballed. And, um, and so I, I now oversee the operations of that clinic. Um, we see 200 patients a, a, a month, sorry, a week, <laughs> a week, 200 patients a week. And, um, the clinic can take up to 15 volunteers from all nations. So we've got from India, from South America, from Holland, from all over the place, doctors and nurses that come and serve on short to long-term mission trips. And um, so the majority of my day is in the community um, and it's serving, making sure the clinic is running. Uh, but then we, we also get out and we get into some of the remote islands or some of the remote parts of our island too. We'll jump on a boat for three hours and go up the coast um, into an inaccessible place and be able to see, you know, 100 people that are living in that certain area and be able to treat them. And so uh, it's such a blessing when um, you can go, you can offer a service, you can bring healing to people. And then the great part about it is you can sit around of a night time and chat to them and talk to them about Jesus and talk to them about their faith, talk to them about where they're at. And, you know, custom and, um, and witchcraft is so huge in Vanuatu. And it's oftentimes mixed in to religion and the church as well. And so we get so much opportunity to just pray and speak into and bring clarity into situations. And, and so although our day is filled with, even Jay with, with what she does, um, filled with, okay, we've got to get some jobs done and we've got to treat people and we've got to do this, um, the beauty about our day is to then 
and, and this is very big in all the islands, it's not about what you do, it's about spending time together. We call it story on, we call it mat time, where you sit on a mat and you just hang out, basically. And so we get to do a lot of hangout um, within our community and within the church and within our outreaches, and, um, and we just see so many walls get broken down um, during this time of, of serving the people, yeah. And for me, um, my highlight has been definitely uh, initiating a school sponsorship program. So it's just started very small. Um, I'm passionate about education. I am a teacher. <laughs> and um, there's many children uh, in our surrounding villages. Some couldn't go to school just because of the costs. The mamas bake cakes and things just to raise school fees each year. So uh, God put it on my heart just to start something basic. We've got 15 children now at school and we provide fees and a number of other resources and I do believe the Lord's going to grow that and equip that differently um, but for now yeah and then obviously I've put my hands to many other things um, and just he- try and hear God on where do you need me today God what do you need me to be doing so yeah phenomenal one final question I know that many people in this church pray and support you guys in that way and Yes, some people who have been aware of your journey for many years have financially jumped in to get involved. I would love to ask you guys, what do you need the most from your church family here in Australia and how can we be part of it? Um, Okay, so there's a young girl in our life. She's actually our Nevan sister now. Um, And um, her family, very close to our family. She was born without a leg. Um, and she has a prosthetic leg, and but she's outgrown that, and it's probably about five years old, that leg. And so we're really believing that we can sort out a, a new leg for her as she's grown up now. She's now um, 17 years old. Um, her name is Shannon. She's, she's such a beautiful young lady, so confident, so vibrant, and just loves God and serves in the church. And um, with, one of our biggest needs... Um, is really being able to... There, she, she's on the screen. There. Next to the map. That's Shannon with Lavinia. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so we would love to be able to help her and get a new leg. Uh, there's so many community needs, um, you know, rainwater tanks and roofing and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we've got our needs as well. In, you know, we've got vehicle to maintain and we've got our property that, like I said, we're trying to get it ready and fenced and everything. But... Yeah, our needs are really for Shannon at the moment and we'd love to see her um, get a new leg. So if, if anyone has any contacts with uh, prosthetics, um, if someone wants to help out financially, we would love to be able to support her. Oh, wow. got a leg right there here. There we go. I think, I think your leg might be too big for hers. I can't take your leg. We'd love to talk. Thank you. Praise God. We would love to go back and say, Shannon, we've raised enough money for you or here's your leg. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I just love, I love, I'm sure you heard this, that anybody can see that there is definite needs within their immediate family. That just to do day-to-day requires some huge financial faith, but the first thing that they cast out was for somebody in their community because these guys do ooze for the one. They are all about the ones that God has placed before them in their journey 
and they're involved, they're engaged and they're doing something. And so we commend you for that. We honour you for stepping into all that God has for you and your family. It's absolutely phenomenal. Why don't you put your hands together for Jay and Lucien. Before we move on, I want to just um, highlight in our foyer today is can a... I, can I just ask a question? Go. Do you get paid for working at the hospital? Uh, no. So, um, so I, we are 100% volunteers. Um, so we received no funding at all from Medical Santo or the re- directors. In fact, last year um, we did the calendars and the money that we raised for that, 6500 almost, um, went towards Medical Santo. And so um, we believe that as we give out, God just takes care. And, and that's part of our faith journey and our trusting in God. Um, and so, um, yeah... We would love more support, but we we don't chase it. We it's know it's up, it's up to God. And so God's looked after us um, to this day. And if he wants us there, and if he wants you there on the field, he will look after you. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And there's four points to that verse. And a, a big part in the middle is don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in him. He will direct you. He will look after you. And he's proven that for our lives. And um, we are 100% testaments of God's grace and his provision and I know that if you stepped out in what God's calling you as well because I know God calls each and every one of us I know he will grace you and equip you the same as he's done for us so phenomenal well in our foyer today we have this beautiful calendar which is for 2023 Um, they did this last year as well and they are photos of the beautiful people and the nation They're taken by a couple of their amazing friends. So you get to see where they live and the beautiful things that they're doing. These are in our foyer, and this is actually how you can jump in uh, in a small way. If you want to do it in a significant way, I would say absolutely talk to one of our team, talk to Jane Lucy in today. But this is a great way that you can jump in in a small way and invest in these guys. They're in our foyer today, and we are hoping they sell out and need to take orders today. So make sure you head to the foyer today as this is an incredible support. Romans 10, verses 14 to 15 says, How then can they call on the one who they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard of? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless someone is sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And that is exactly what Jay and Lucien have done. They're walking out. Romans 10 verse 14, how beautiful this couple. We honour you this morning for what you have done in stepping out and bringing the good news of Jesus. Oh, hear my voice, it sounds terrible. Do you know the good news, the good news is not just good news. It's great, great nuance. It's great news. The nuance of the Greek word for the gospel literally means that this news is almost too good to be true. In our world, when something seems too good to be true, it's usually the case. But this is just not the case with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This news is true and it is incredible. It's transformational and it changes people's worlds. And Paul reminds us in this verse that that beautiful people, beautiful feet are sent. 
And it is beautiful for those who bring the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and announce it to the world. We're going to stand as a church right now. We're going to pray over Jay and Lucy. I'm going to ask the leadership team if you would come right now. We're going to lay hands on these guys. And we're going to... um, We're going to send them. We know that God has them. They've stepped out in faith, but we are going to bless them as they go today as a church and believe that God will absolutely blow them away. I love that he goes far above and beyond all that we require. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to believe and uh, shift something in the supernatural that these guys will come back and testify years from now what God has done from this moment. So can you stretch your hand out as we pray this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we just want to thank you for this couple, Lucian and Jay. We pray right now for your anointing on them. Father God, your word says that your anointing breaks yokes. And we just pray that when they go back home, Lord God, that they would carry a new anointing for a new season. Father God, they've, they've done the beginnings, but now they're going to go back newly anointed with a new vision, with a new purpose. Father, and I just pray that their ministry would begin to shift from this time forward. That, Father, as they've walked in with hands to do, Father God, I just pray now that they walk in with power to bring healing, to bring the gospel, to see people one for Jesus. Father, I pray for Lucian right now as he will lead in this. Lord God, I just pray that his boldness to step out in new ways, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Father, I thank you that the testimony next time we see these guys will be of legs growing arms healing, bones mending, mind set free, demons leaving, Lord God, freedom coming in the name of Jesus. Father, that the name of Jesus would be carried around, that there would be a, a I see like a room, like a gathering point of believers where you live, and that the name of Jesus would be carried in power and in wonder. Father God, I just pray that your end time prophecies, Lord God, would be seen in this village, Lord God, and in this particular room that you are going to lay in their hearts, Lord God, of prayers and seekers for you, Lord God. Father, I I pray seers of the Bible where people can see into the hearts of a man or a woman and declare the goodness and the power that God wants to deliver them. I pray, Lord, as these seers come into their midst that Lucian and Jay would have the wisdom and the anointing to set these guys free, Lord God, to move in the wonder and the power as in the Old Testament, Lord God, with your seers, Lord God. Prophetic people, prophetic, Lord God, prophetic, Lord God, prophetic, Lord God. Father God, we just pray this right now in the name of Jesus. You're anointing over Lucian. You're anointing over Jay. You're anointing over Isaac. Father God, these kids, Lord God, growing up, 
I pray for your anointing over their lives, Lord God, that they would carry the presence of God. No longer, Lord God, simply walking under the shadow of mum and dad's wing, but Father God, starting to step into the shadow that God has. Father, your word says that you are our hiding place. That, Father, we, we place ourselves under your wing, Lord God. Father, that Isaac would be a man, Lord God, that would be bold enough to speak Jesus to his peers, Lord God, and to step out where mum and dad won't or they're too slow, Lord God, that he would go, you know what, I will step out and I will see the miracle come to pass. I thank you that for that over these three kids in Jesus' name. We thank you for the blessing and finance, provision, shelter, water. Every need would be met. You are a God of provision. And you said that we would bring it into the barns and the barns would be filled with plenty to overflowing. And we declare that over their lives. Father, one more. I pray, Lord, that as the barns of City Point North have begin to, begun to be fuller and fuller, that we would also be, become a barn that would overflow into Vanuatu, carried by these two in this family. In Jesus' mighty name, we all said, Amen. Amen. We lift up the nation Amen. of Vanuatu right now. And we, uh, we say, God, pour your spirit out afresh yes, on Lord. that nation. Yes, Let there be revival that yes, hits, Lord. that transforms Shut hearts, up, 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 that sets people free, that bondages are broken. We pray for people in position to come to know you and be filled with your spirit, that there would be such reform in that nation, such freedom in that nation, that they would be known as a Christian nation and have the fruit yes, to speak God. of it and that it would yes, see and influence the world. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, Amen. 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 Would you put your hands together for Jane, Lucy, and their family as they go this morning? Well, we're not going to have you here much longer, but why would Jay and Lucy and go? because the gospel of Jesus Christ cannot be contained once you have met. When you've met Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you can't hold it. And you know, I know that there are people here this morning that like the passage I was sharing from before Paul's describing, he goes on to say that he knows him as his own, that this gospel is his. It sounds like a heretic being said. But Paul had a revelation that Jesus Christ was not just a man, but he could set people free. And I don't know what you've walked in here with this morning. It doesn't matter what you've walked in here with this morning. Jesus sees you. He knows you by name. And he's calling you by name this morning, saying, come to me, son, daughter. I love you. I created you. The life that I have for you was predestined to be good, favoured, blessed, prosperous, successful. I have a calling on your life like I have a calling for these two. Yeah. It may not be to Vanuatu. It might not be to do the same thing. But I've put you on this planet for a specific reason. Would you answer the call? 
this morning. Do you know if you've walked in here this morning and you've never made a decision to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior, today is the day. He's saying today, would you come? Come to know me. Answer the call this morning because I long to speak over you words of love, words of identity. I want to show you hope. I want to show you how valued you are. And there's nothing that you have done, nothing, no decision you have made, nothing that you have walked, no trauma that you have experienced that my love can't deal with, that my grace can't cover, that my mercy is not able to cover. It's for you. And it's always been for you. And so this morning, he's calling you by name. While everybody shuts their eyes this morning, I'm going to ask if that's you this morning and you've never made a decision to follow God, to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior, but you know he's calling your name. You know because of the feeling in your chest or the way your head is going, that's not me. Oh my gosh, she's not talking about me, is she? Yeah. He's so individual, it's you. It's all about you. This moment right now in this service is all about you because his love is so incredible that he would create a moment right now just to say, I love you. You are worthy. You are enough for my grace and for my love. And so if that is you and you would like to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior here this morning, I'm going to ask that you would just slip your hand up so that I can see it. I would love the opportunity to pray with you. Thank you, I see that hand. It's a really, really bold thing to do, but it's the greatest decision you will ever make. Is there anybody else right now, as I'm looking across, just lift your hand up. Just as I'm looking across, I don't wanna miss anybody who's saying, that's me. Today's the day I need to follow Jesus. Is there anybody else? Amazing. Do you know you have made the most extraordinary decision and everybody here applauds because they know what it is to follow Jesus with their life. And so I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to ask you to repeat it after me. Everybody here is also going to do it. Okay. I'm going to pray a prayer just saying, God, I accept you as my Lord and Savior come into my heart and begin an incredible work in my life. Right now, let's pray. Repeat this after me. Father God, I make this decision today to follow you. Come into my heart and change me. I give you permission, Lord, to take a look at every area of my life. And begin to do a good work in me. I accept that your son Jesus died for my sins. And that he paid a price I don't deserve. But he was willing to do it. For me. And so I accept his gift this morning of salvation. 
And from this day forward, I choose to follow him with my whole life. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Today is a new day. Do you know, if you made that decision this morning, I'm going to ask, don't rush off. I would love the opportunity to meet you and to pray with you, chat to you about your next step with Jesus. And I pray that you would also take the opportunity to meet some of the incredible people here in this house who are walking that out in their own lives. And they will so gladly jump in with you and help you take your next step. You've made the most incredible decision. Well, what an amazing Sunday. Thank you, Jay and Lucian, for sharing your story and your hearts. And for all that you are doing for the kingdom of God, it is advancing because of what you are.